Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea Gillis. And I'm Steph Page. We're two Canadian expats now living in Australia and the UK. Between the two of us, we've been through the ringer in our travels, experiencing missed flights, volcanic eruptions, and even a terrorist attack. It's not all that extreme, though. We've also experienced heartwarming, life-changing moments and met amazing people along the way. So kick back and listen to all the shit I've learned abroad. Welcome to another episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea. And I'm Steph. This is a really special episode because we're actually sitting here together for once. So for anyone that has listened to previous episodes, I live over in London. Steph lives in Melbourne and we record these in completely different parts of the world. But I'm actually in Melbourne. Yes, finally. I'm here for a a little... Little holiday, little vacation. We've got a couple weeks here. Came, Came to see Steph. Came just a little jaunt here. Just a little jaunt. We're gonna do uh, a road trip up mm-hmm. to Adelaide. Where? How we? Uh, what's What's the route? Oh, we're taking five days. We're going up Great Ocean Road. Five days to get there. Three days there. Two days back. Um, so yeah, this ties into what we're gonna talk about today, which is long long haul travel. Mm-hmm. So. My total journey time here was, well, with the time I actually woke up, took an Uber to the airport in London and got here, it was like 32 hours, I think, total. Yeah. I mean, I think we should apologize to the people who think three hours is a long haul because this is not what we're talking about. Yeah. And I think once you've done, also to anyone out there who is listening, once you've done a 26 hour flyer, you know, anything around that 25, 30 hour mark, anything after that? Or anything less than that seems super quick. Mm-hmm. I don't even think of eight or nine hours anymore, even no. as that long. Even when I fly home from London to Toronto, which is like seven hours mm-hmm. max, it feels yeah. like nothing. Watch a couple movies on the plane, boom, you're there. Yeah, it's amazing how your mentality can shift because when I now f- fly Melbourne to Los Angeles, it's a 15-hour flight, so that is a long one, but because it's direct... And I don't have to do any connections. My mind has even gotten to the point where I don't think of that as a long one mm. because I'm not going to be switching and jumping around. And Well, when you book flights though now, mm-hmm. do you, so I guess we were kind of talking about this yesterday. I feel like I'm at the age now where I do sometimes like to take comfort and convenience over budget. Mm-hmm. Although for this trip, I did find 
an unheard of deal. I got a flight for 500 pounds to Melbourne from London, which is cheap. They usually range, I don't know, around at least 800 to a thousand pounds, but that included having two layovers, mm-hmm. um, a few hours in between. So this, this was one of those, those times that I sacrificed that sort of comfort, um, comfort and convenience over. It's too good a deal it. to pass up. Yeah, it was. But I think once I got here, I kind of said to Steph, like, oh, I don't, I, you know, maybe I would have actually paid the extra couple hundred pounds because it was long. The airline I flew with, they weren't the worst airline I've ever flown with. But when you're traveling for that long, it definitely wasn't the most comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very tall. I'm six foot tall. Leg room is very important. Um, you know, I tried to do the old upgrade for my flights. I managed to get one, but, um, the two other flights I had to take. So I took three flights in total. Two of them, I was pretty squashed sitting next to the toilet at one point (laughs) on the nine hour flight. So yeah, I don't know. Like Steph, when you do, you know, if you're not traveling for work, what do you tend to do? Oh, well, let's, let's take it back to the beginning on deciding to do a long-term haul. So here's the one upside I've found about being in Australia so far is that because almost, unless you're going to New Zealand, everything is a long haul, uh, the, all the airlines I found flying out of here are good airlines yeah. in my experience so far. So when I came to see you last year, I flew on Qantas. I had two. Great airline. Yeah. I flew from Melbourne to Singapore, Singapore to London. It was still almost 28 hours total, but the flights were fantastic. Yeah. Qantas is just great. They're great. It adds, it just makes it that much easier. Yeah. And Qantas did not give me anything to say that. Yeah. There you go. Um, so I guess we'll start with that. When you're, when you're, when you know you're going to be traveling Mm -hmm. for over a certain amount of time, do you have specific things that you take with you that you don't take with you because it will be a pain to carry them around? Luggage wise, do you check luggage? Do you know, I mean, I'm personally, I hate checking luggage Mm -hmm. and I will try not to check luggage at any opportunity. So the, the only times I really will check a bag is when I'm going home for Christmas because I know I'm going to come back with loads of stuff, Christmas presents, you know, chocolate, all the stuff that you get at Christmas that you have to haul back. Um, but besides that, for most of my trips, I don't check a bag. I checked one for this trip Mm because it's two weeks I'm here, um, which to me is, you know, a long, long holiday. Mm -hmm. Um, and also because where we're going, you know, the weather's it's going to change quite a bit. You know, we're in Melbourne right now where it's cooling down, but then in Adelaide, it's going to be hotter. So I had to pack for kind of all seasons. Yeah. Whereas last time I came to Australia, I came with a backpack because I was up, you know, Sydney, Byron Bay, tank top shorts bathing suit i think for me the deciding factor is more what am i going for so when i was on my around the world trip i had a backpack Mm. and the backpack was sized that i could check it or i could carry it on i could do either i remember that because i met up with steph in in egypt during her um during her trip um and you yeah it was like just a normal size backpack uh no it was a 40 liter backpack oh i just remember it being just like a school bag it was no, it wasn't. It was oh, definitely okay. a 40 liter backpacking backpack. But <laughs> say backpack one more time. Backpack, backpack. <laughs> and, but yeah, it was, uh, that was, I don't want to go off into a little tangent, but that was one of my lessons learned is that I got that backpack from a friend who had done a long term trip. She lent it to me. 
I thought I could save, you know, $200 by not buying a new one. And I should have got a new, I should have got one that was suited to me. That was just more comfortable, more comfortable. especially if you're, I mean, this just does tie into it for long haul travel. You were traveling for a year, if not more than that, it was slightly yeah. more than that. And if you have to be carrying something all the time, and if you're not checking that, you know, at least when you get to an airport and you check a bag, you can get rid of it for yeah. a few hours. Um, but yeah, I guess having like a comfortable yeah, luggage that you're carrying with you, even like, I mean, what did we do before? I remember suitcases before they had like the wheels on them, like the wheelie suitcases, like people would carry <laughs> these massive. I don't remember that. How old are you? I'm the same age as you. I don't remember that. I'm going to Google that after. I mean, at some point. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But I, oh, I remember I our luggage remember. growing up. We definitely didn't have the, the wheelie suitcases. Oh. Maybe this was like a fancy back, back in the day. You had to be really super posh or rich to own them. My family didn't have those. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so for that one, it's almost odd for me. I find the longer I'm traveling, the less I take. Um, but for when no. I came to see you last June, I was only there for 10 days, but I tied it in. So it was a work trip as well. Mm-hmm. And since it was a work trip, I took Ubers to and from your house. I was expensing it. So I didn't have to worry about, you know, the carrying suitcases down busy streets, carrying suitcases on public transit. I didn't have any of that. Yeah. Uh, it, I, I had cars. You had cars pick you up, drop yeah. you off. <laughs> it sounds so fancy. They were Ubers. But I guess it does depend on the on the type of trip. Because if you are doing more of a backpacking trip, it also depends mm. where you're going. That's a good point to make. If you're, uh, tra- like, I went to Borneo last year and there was mm. people on my trip that were walking around. Like, they brought big suitcases with them. And we had to, like, lug our stuff you know, to some of the places, not carried around for an excessive amount of time, but like we're walking through fields and stuff. And, you know, most of us have like the sort of traveler's backpacks and there's a couple people trying to like wheel a massive suitcase. And we're like, maybe this wasn't the type of trip. I don't know what I was thinking, but I went to Europe for a month in 2013 and I took a big suitcase. Oh yeah. There's everything there is cobblestone roads. It was a nightmare. I was just traveling with a girlfriend who's a packer. She packs a lot of things. And almost every trip I've gone on with her, she ends up providing, taking care of me with all the things I didn't think to bring. So on that trip, I thought, you know, I'm going to pack really well. I'm going to bring all the things. I'm not going to need to borrow anything from her. And I mean, I'm sure I still did. It was dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's go back to sort of long haul Mm -hmm. journeys. So if you're on you know, a 20 something hour flight or transit route or whatever. Yeah. Is there anything, say you do have a a, a carry on. Mm -hmm. What do you bring with you? What, what are the things now you've looked back and been like, shit, I really wish I had that on the plane with me, or I wish I'd picked this up. Or even if it's like the two things I often forget that I kick myself for every time are the smallest things are headphones which is the yes. worst airplane headphones that they provide complimentary or at a small fee are horrible. I had to use the airplane headphones on the way here because mm-hmm. the only headphones I have are the Apple ones yeah. um, with the new, I bought the converter. Do you know what I'm talking about? The yeah. new Jack that, that isn't the standard headphone one. So iPhone has a converter that will convert it from that. To yeah. You and I, yeah. So there's one thing yeah. that headphones, I'm like, pen for immigration forms yes every time despite 
I, I can't even tell you how many planes I've been on. Every time I'm that person who's like, can I borrow your pen, yeah. please? I also did that this time around. Yeah. And I usually do carry a pen um, because the like air hostesses or what do you call them now? Air. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> um, they hate lending their pens out. If you ask them, you yeah. can see them just like roll their eyes like... Because everyone's asking. Well, them. and how many people go to the washrooms on planes and don't wash their hands? I can, Ugh. yeah. I sat next to the toilet on the way here. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw everyone go in and out. Yeah. I can attest to that, <laughs> where I heard everyone do their business and also heard everyone not wash their hands. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think for long haul, one big thing too, and I don't know, everyone has different opinions on this. I always look like a bag lady. Like, it doesn't matter. Even if I do my hair, I do my makeup. I always wear, you know, track pants. Not track pants, but, like, Just comfortable clothes. I don't understand when I see people wearing, like, skinny jeans. Like, I saw people on my way here. I'm like, how are you in jeans? Yeah. How are you in, like, you know, just, like, these a nice outfit? I'm, like, sitting there, yeah, my sweatpants and my hoodie. I, what was it? I had my Lulus and a sweater on for one of the last flights I was taking. (laughs) Andrew looked at me and was like, are you wearing that? Andrew, your boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. And I looked at him and I'm just like, yes, I am. Yeah. Well, that's... I'm going to be on a plane in transit for 28 hours. Yeah. Like, I want to be comfortable. I'm not wearing, like, sweats around my butt. Yeah. Well, why... And why wouldn't you want to be comfortable? Like, that's yeah. that's the one thing now I'm like... But I've even, like, I'll pick up... Or I've, I've, I've bought, like, you know, some nicer, comfortable clothes that mm-hmm. are, like, my go-to... I'm going to wear this on the plane where... I also usually do wear flip-flops onto the plane. Flip-flops, thongs, whatever you want to call them. And I take socks in my carry-on because I don't want to be that... I don't want to wear running shoes because the circulation is so poor on yeah. when you're on a flight. Um, so when I get on, I take my flip-flops on. I'm always on first, so I do this before anyone sits down beside me. And I put on comfy socks. Yeah, comfy socks are... Yeah. There's even... Uh, I know a few people that now bring, like, the... Are they, like, compressor socks? I think ever, I haven't done it, but really, I think everyone should. Yeah, yeah. I I did those um, for flight because I, so I I happened to have an extra pair because I got I had knee surgery um, mm-hmm. last year and so they sent me home like I had to go home in a pair um, and I had to wear them for a couple of days and then someone said to me like oh those are those are actually really good for you know going on flights as mm-hmm. well because you do I mean how many times have you gotten off a plane and your ankles are like just completely swollen and your legs from sitting for so long or you know yeah. if you are wearing shoes so well, my dad's older and his doctors told him like just always wear, them. wear them on planes yeah yeah well I guess that's like yeah for those flights as well it's like you you I've I've noticed again with having knee surgery and like you know it's a, a, been a year since my uh since my surgery but it like my knee when I sit for a long period of time it gets quite stiff, sore. Um, I have to get up a lot more, move around, do stretches, mm-hmm. um, just to keep everything kind of comfortable. But like, do you find as you're getting older, like just even now, like I find my back hurts, <laughs> like just things that didn't used to hurt. Um, I was just telling you last night, and this is another thing I take on every long haul flight is a Robaxa set, Ooh. Uh, which is, is a muscle relaxant. If anyone doesn't know, and you can buy them, it's over the counter. Uh, It's just when you're sitting on planes, especially if you fall asleep with your neck, you know, off to the side. Uh, Yeah. uh, I just find taking a muscle relaxant really helps me. Yeah. uh, Just not get sore from the flight. Taking some drugs (laughs) when you're on the plane. (laughs) But it's true, though. I mean, back in the day, I'd, you know, maybe take a couple, 
you know, painkillers to try to like mm. painkillers over the counter painkillers. Yeah. But I feel like the older I am, I'm like, I need something stronger. So I'm going to try that. I think for my flight home, um, speaking of sleeping though, do you take a travel pillow? Are you a travel pillow person? I don't know. I use my sweater cause I always wear a sweater. I always take a sweater with me and then usually it comes off a bit into the flight and I use it as a pillow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have, um, we can, maybe we can like link some of these things, but I have an amazing, uh, travel pillow. It's the infinity pillow. Hmm. My sister and my brother-in-law bought it for me for yeah. Christmas. Um, and it's basically just a big, like round, uh, well, infinity pillow. It goes in a circle and you can sort of fold it, bend it, adjust it. However you kind of want it. like, however it's, it's amazing. Yeah. I always, I do often regret not taking, uh, some sort of blanket. You can get those on the plane though. Mm, not every plane. Okay. So you bring a blanket with you. I did. This is awful. Uh, you know, our little secret, anyone who's listening, I did a flight. Where was it? I think it was Hawaiian airlines where they gave away the most beautiful. It was like a pink quilt almost. And normally when you fly on a plane, they give you it. It's in a package. They can't use it again. So I took it. And Andrew was like, I don't think you should take the blanket. I'm like, yeah, 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 it's fine. And then when I flew Hawaiian airlines leaving, uh, there were very clearly signs everywhere on the plane saying, do not take the blanket. Wait, do you still have this blanket? Yeah. It's amazing. I love it. I take it everywhere now. Is it the one I'm using in my guest room? No. Oh. (laughs) That that is a a full-on quilt. All right. (laughs) So you stole a pillow. You probably shouldn't have said the airline. I mean, I'll send them $20 for it if they want it. Oh, it sounds like a good blanket. Oh, I love it. So definitely I do do the blanket. And that is often my pillow also. Okay. Depending on what stage in the flight I'm at. Am I in my movie stage? Am I in my dinner stage? And am I in my sleeping stage? Wine stage. That's the stage I'm always in. Yeah. Wine stage usually comes when I'm warming up. Uh, one thing I started taking with me at all times was an external like battery mm-hmm. charger yeah, for my phone, for any, you know, any stuff I'm carrying with me. There is nothing more disappointing than when you get on a plane and there's no USB, yes. jack, which, USB jack in the seat in front of you, which still happens. Like yeah. even on long flights, I have been on flights where they don't have a USB. Well, I mean, the older fleet didn't go yeah, 100%. out of circulation as soon as USBs were invented. Yeah. I am a few years ago invested in a really, really good battery pack. Is it called a battery pack? External charger? What's it called? All of the above. Same, okay, all the same thing. Um, I spent a lot of money on it. It was probably like 30 pounds. Um, you know, you charge it for like 12 hours and you get a, get a good six, seven full phone chargers out of it. So I travel with this everywhere. Um, a couple days ago on my way to see Steph... I had a layover in, in China and you have to do a, um, security check even to go, you know, to, to do a transit flight. And I got my battery charger taken away from me because China has very strict regulations on if you can't read. So my, the label on it had faded and it didn't specify, I guess the, is it like wattage power? I don't know. I'm not. I don't know. Okay. I'm looking at Steph hoping she knows what I'm talking about. 
Um, but because it wasn't labeled clearly, I wasn't allowed to take it with me. Mm-hmm. I was fuming. And this is one of those things I would have never known even like if I had looked this up before I went going through China. But how would you even think to look that up? Well, I wouldn't, I but, wouldn't. He, but, but, but now, and what I've learned from that is if I am in transit in, you know, even if I'm going through a country, like just look at what you are bringing with you and, and. I mean, I, I guess I wouldn't know to look that up, but maybe, mm-hmm. you know, if I had looked it up and Googled it, maybe something on TripAdvisor, people say, hey, here's things that you can't even bring with you if you're transiting through another country. Yeah. Um, but then, it, you know, in hindsight, if I had just booked a flight that was, you know, I didn't have all these layovers. So again, I got a cheap flight. I had to go <laughs> on a pretty budget airline and I lost my really expensive battery charger. But... Was it worth it? I guess so. <laughs> but yeah, so I lost my charger, which was devastating at the time, but I think I'm over it now. It's been a couple days. I was really distraught over that though. Oh, I know. I was like, stop. Well, I had You're it fine. for, it was get a new like, one. it was like sentimental. I had like traveled so many places with it. You know, I had like really cute stickers put all over it. It was just sad to, you know, see it just left there on a table in China. You just said a battery pack was sentimental. Yeah, well, <laughs> I and? didn't think after all these years there was anything for me to judge you for. Like I thought we'd been through it all, but I'm here for another ten days. Here we are. So <laughs> you can make a list, and you can judge either silently or yeah. out loud. Yeah, we'll do it out loud. Yeah. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, one thing, so, okay, so we've talked about clothing for long haul, gear for long haul. When I am on a long haul trip, when you finally get to your destination, you're at the airport, this is one splurge of mine, and I kind of already touched on it, but when I've been in transit forever, I just want to get in a car. Yeah. I do not have patience for public transit. I don't, like, like if I fly to Las Vegas or California from Canada, not from Australia, um, but when I would do those kind of trips, no problem. 
easy public transit. Yeah. But these 15, 24, 30-hour trips, I'm getting a car. You're getting a taxi or an Uber, you know, whatever is... Yeah. Which I'm trying to remember, on my round-the-world trip, I first touched down in Brazil. No, I took public transit in Brazil. Uh, I did it then. So, again, I guess it all, for me, ties back into the purpose of my trip. Well, basically, what if it's, like, within... I guess budget's another thing. Like if you're if you're doing a round the world trip, that's the it's thing. probably when you're doing long term travel, and I mean months and months, a, a year or more. Um, obviously, you're on a stretch budget, no matter how much you saved at yeah. some point. Uh, so every dollar helps. So that's yeah. when I definitely would take public transit. But now I'm well. Think of mine. I'd quit. I didn't have any income coming in when I did that. Now when I'm traveling, I have a job. You can kind of splurge and. Yeah. I mean, I guess... My travel splurges are honestly... Like, I took an Uber. Yeah. There's nothing fancy about that. No. But you can... <laughs> I mean, you can always hire the uh, the Lux Ubers, though. I've never done that. Well, you could. I'm just saying I mean, you could. That I've, done, could I've done it for work. Yeah. But that yeah. could be your, your luxury. You could splurge even a little bit more and mm. sit in a nice uh, leather-seated car with a water bottle. <laughs> well, another thing that you... I, I don't... Trying to think if we've ever done this together. This might be a first for us. So long haul travel isn't always flights. There's drives. Like, oh yeah. I drove a nine hour drive to Sydney last week and then drove back two days later, which are, that's a pretty long haul for such a short yeah. time. Uh, we're driving to Adelaide over the next few days. The only thing that's essential um, for long haul drives: snacks. Yeah, snacks. That's when I just take snacks. way more stuff, though. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because I know I can... My trunk, when I go on these long-term trips, road trips, is a nightmare. That's a good point. Because when you don't have to check a bag, no one's looking through your stuff, going to... You know, you can mm-hmm. bring a, a battery charger with you, and no one's going to take it away from you, saying, yeah. hey, you can't take this. I bring a couple more shoes option. I'm not fancy. Like, I'm trying to think how I get all exorbitant on a road trip. I'm like, i take a few more shoes. She takes like eight pairs of shoes. I don't even own eight pairs. Of shoes. A cocktail dress, a fascinator in case we're going to, you know, a fancy wedding. What's a fascinator? <laughs> oh, you know, fascinator. They're like the English. I'll show you later. It's fine. Um, she doesn't know what a fascinator is. She can't be that fancy. <laughs> Uh, no, I agree though. That's a good point though. Mm. Long haul travel in a car. You're right. Like anytime I, if I've done camping trips, yeah. you literally pack the shit out of a car. Not you literally, but like I know. people in general well, will pack. And then yet you can go away on a year trip and you pack a backpack. Yeah. And I still though on road trips forget critically important items. Like what? <sighs> Give us a good example of something that you're it's like, not, how did I not bring it's this? It's not even always the packing. Sometimes it's just the planning. Yeah. Where was I going... I was going somewhere that was around a nine-hour drive from our hometown in Brantford. It was either like Chicago, Boston, I think it was New Chicago. York, maybe something. Yeah. Um, got everything packed, got everything in the car, was walking out the door, got in the car to go. And I was like, oh, shit, but I don't know where I'm going. And I literally typed Chicago into my <laughs> GPS. Like, that was the amount of, that was, I didn't even look. That was the extent of your planning? Yes. I didn't even look, and this is embarrassing. Like, I could easily tell you now. But at the time, I was like, I don't even know if I want to go east or west on the 403. 
403 is like I, the main highway that goes out of our home, our I small hometown. You can't even get out of Brantford without potentially going the wrong way for that trip. So you didn't have directions, is what you're saying. Correct. You, you packed your eight pairs of shoes, your cocktail dress, and your fascinator, <laughs> which you don't know what it is, but that's cool. Um, like things like that, or things like no bathing suits, the key one to forget. Oh, yeah, everyone forgets um, a bathing suit. I once did, uh, I went to Italy and I forgot to bring underwear. <laughs> like, I had to go. Like as soon as I got there, I went, I got to my hostel and opened up my stuff and I'm like, I didn't even pack. I think it was like socks and underwear. I had to go and buy just a complete, yeah, which was cool. Cause I was in Italy and they have really nice sort of like underwear shops there. Do you know what I'm still <laughs> bad at that I do? And I just, I don't know why I'm doing this still to this day. I pack when I'm going to, I'll be going driving to New York or driving to Sydney and I'll think to pack things as if I'm going to some isolated area in a country I've never been to in the middle of Africa. And like water there's not filters. not going to be anything around. Like you can't drink I'll the bring water. water filters. I'll bring first aid stuff I've never used for three years in my own house. Yep. I'll bring all of that. And then I'm going to a big city where there's a chemist warehouse next door. Yeah. I bring that kind of stuff, but I'll forget critically important things like socks for my running shoes. When I went to Germany, I took $20 Walmart boots, which are clearly not waterproof or anything. Oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah. And every day I had to sit them on the hostel heater to dry them enough to wear them the next day. And like, that does not smell good in a hostel room. (laughs) (laughs) Just buy a new pair when you're there. Yeah. Well, that trip to Germany, and this goes back to my lack of planning. I'm very good at ideas, not at planning. I booked the flight because my work was like, Steph, you've got vacation time. We need you to take it next week because the year is ending and everyone already has Christmas off. I looked at the next flight. Cheapest flight out was to Berlin, 12 hours away. I booked it. And that was the extent of my budget. I had $100 for five days. Which is not going to get you far. So I was not buying boots. I was staying in a hostel room that was like five euro a night. And I was eating samples at the Christmas market. Thankfully, they have them. <laughs> I had no money. If anything went wrong on that trip, I'd be busking on the streets <laughs> to get home. So going back to sort of talking about being on the road for a long time mm-hmm. or being away from home. when you So, so yeah, the, the longest trip Steph did, she did a year, like over a year traveling. Mm-hmm. And like, do you, so for me, I don't, I don't actually like being, I love traveling, but I'm like a two week max type of person. I Mm -hmm. really like to go home. Um, just because I, I don't know. I, I, I like being at home. Yeah. I like to travel, but I also like being at home and you know, you've done that your thing. What, like, do you prefer long-term shorter term? What's your preference? Which will lead me to my next question. I mean, I loved it all. I'm finding now that I'm starting to like you know, limited period. And when I say limited period, I mean like two weeks to a month. Um, but at the time I was single, I quit my job. I had all the time to do it. I'd had saved up to do it. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I found the sweet spot in any one place was about four days, four Mm -hmm. to five days. And then you'd either want to move to a new city, stay somewhere else. Yeah. Just move on. It was when you stayed over that four or five day mark that you really, just started getting bored. Right. Yeah. And did you feel, so is there, is there anything that you did being away for so long mm-hmm. that did you have any 
things that you either brought with you or any rituals that you did to make you feel more, more at home. Like, cause I always feel like the longer I'm away from home and this is probably why that I'm like a two week, maybe three week max person where I, I don't know if it's like homesickness, but Mm. I, I just kind of miss the familiarity of things or I, you know, I get out of a routine. I feel like maybe that's what it is. I'm a routine person. I'm not a routine person. So I think this is probably where those are the differences. And I always feel like I need to find, so even like I, I go to the gym quite a lot. I'm quite active. Like if I'm somewhere, you know, that I feel like, Oh, I feel, I feel out of place. The first thing I'll do is like find something where I can be active, whether it's going for a hike, even finding a gym, doing a workout, and then I kind of feel back in like almost like my comfort zone. So you being away for a year, yeah. Was there I, anything like that? I was doing almost twenty thousand steps a day while I was traveling. I had my Fitbit. It was crazy because you just you walk so much without even realizing it while you're traveling. Yeah, but I, I don't mean just being active. I mean like like in general, if there was things, even if it was like watching. I don't know, like stuff you don't like watch on Netflix. I definitely or... had Netflix days. Yeah, I even not long ago saw a Facebook memory where I was like. I'm in the middle of Brazil in one of the most beautiful cities and I am sitting inside watching Netflix all day yeah. on the road. But was there anything that you brought with you that I think the only thing of... I had was a couple friends. You came and met me on the way. It was, oh, it was more just having my friends. Yeah. Like the fact that you came to Egypt to visit me. My friend Ashley flew out to Tanzania uh, to do the safari with me. So I had that little bit of home feel with some of my closest friends coming to join me for a mm-hmm. bit. So even, I guess... Because when you're traveling on the road for a long time, you have good days and you have down days, the yeah. same as you do anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, but on those down days, it was like, well, I'm going to see Andrea in two weeks. Yeah, so you had something kind of to kind of look forward to. So that was more the the human aspect of it. I mean, there's some silly little things like Andrea or Ashley bought me a couple packets of Swishelly sauce when she came over to visit. Like that kind of those which is like little, a gravy sauce from LA is a rotisserie chicken place in Canada and it is delicious. I'm not a big fan of Shelly yeah, well, sauce. <laughs> I re- it's one of those things I want to like, but I just never got into. Yeah. That's cool. But like same with me being in London, I have friends that they'll, um, not that I'm, you know, on vacation in London, but that's long-term living. Um, but when I have friends that have gone to Toronto or back home, they'll bring me back a little bag of Tim Hortons coffee. Yeah. Which we were even saying today, it's not great coffee, but it's yeah. like, it's just Homey. a nostalgia of drinking a mug of Tim Hortons yeah. coffee. Yeah. And then I share it with people at work and they're like, this is the shittest coffee ever. I'm like, it is not. That's <laughs> blasphemy. You shut your mouth. <laughs> Have you done any long, like long road trips? Not really. I mean, the longest I was away was when I went to Australia for the first time, like 10 years ago. And okay. I was away for, it was almost a month. Trips now. Other than us in Iceland, I guess. But even that was four it was, days. It was four days, but... We drove what did, a lot what did we bring days. with us? Sleeping bags, which we slept in one night. We did not pack well for that trip. Yeah, well, that's this is this is mm-hmm. how we. How, this is how one learns. Yeah, what did we? What did we bring with us? I think every day we wore the exact same thing. It was tights. We both wore almost the same sweater the whole time because it was cold. We went in winter. We didn't haul. take anything really to sleep in the car. I mean, it was a long haul in terms of distance. Long term, long haul doesn't always mean long term. No, that's true. I can't actually remember what we brought with us though. Nothing. We brought nothing. <laughs> oh, maybe that's why I can't remember. <laughs> we brought bathing suits for the Blue Lagoon. And did we even bring? Did I even bring a bathing suit? Yeah, that... you went in the Blue Lagoon. Yeah, I know. I'm thinking, did I have to buy one? No. Are you sure? 
I feel like that's where I had to buy one and it cost me like 60 pounds because it was Iceland. I, I feel like that was even cheap for Iceland. Yeah. Iceland is a trap. It's beautiful. It is the most beautiful place in the world, (laughs) but it is a trap because it is so cheap to fly there and everything there is just so expensive. Yeah. Um, Okay. So I feel like you and I going on this road trip tomorrow is going to be an interesting learning experience for us. Yeah. Because I think, are we finally going to make a checklist? This is something we never do before we we go. We we should do this after this. We should actually, because we haven't. How are we not? This actually reminds me, Steph and I went, um, maybe this is not sort of the same topic, but we went to Scotland a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, we were in London. It was like 30 degrees at the time and we were going to Scotland for a few days and we hopped on a train, pretty much brought the clothes on our back, which was shorts, t-shirt. We're like, it's summer. Show up in Edinburgh. It was like 12 degrees yeah. and raining. Once again, we didn't really... Raining the whole time. Yeah. We brought nothing with us. Um, we ended up having to buy uh, Scot- Scotland rugby jerseys yeah. from like one of those souvenir shops mm-hmm. because we were so cold and it was the only place open. So we bought them for five pounds and had a night out in our uh, Scotland rugby shirts. But again, another example of not that that was long haul, but we packed... Nothing for the trip. Yeah, literally nothing. The one thing I think that we learned almost the hard way in, uh, so last August I flew home to Canada. Yeah. And my partner came with me and we transited through the United States. You fly Melbourne to Los Angeles. For me, it's no big deal. Canadian passport. You do in Los Angeles have to enter the country and then go over to, um, I can't remember, I think it's the domestic terminal, even though Canada's not really domestic. Yeah. They treat Canada different than these overseas places. Yeah. Um, so we had to leave and then re-enter. So coming into the United States, I have a Canadian passport. I have my global frequent traveler card access. And Andrew has an Australian passport. Mm-hmm. So I had to go into the Canadian line. And then Andrew had to wait in a massive lineup for international arrivals. Yeah. It took about an hour and a half. We had a two-hour layover. He had about an hour and a half to get out of there. Okay. And I was waiting for him, and I was worried. I'm like, Is he going to make it or not? Well, and I didn't even tell him where we're going, because we were going to Canada to my house there. Yeah. So if they were asking him, you know, what's the address of your final destination, he didn't know. Yeah, he didn't know. Um, So finally he got through, but we had to run yeah like it was a nightmare well those are things i think people don't factor like even before i came here i didn't check until like three days before i'm like wait do i need a visa or anything to get in and like i have a friend that he recently came over to australia he's like yeah like you need to apply for that before you go i was like all right thankfully i you know thought of that um but back to your story i have a friend who she was once traveling over to australia um and via la and same thing, she thought because she was just transiting through, she didn't need to get, um, was it e- ETA? ETA. ETA, whatever it is. Yeah. It costs like a few bucks yeah, to get. it's not much. Uh, but she thought just because she was transiting through, she didn't need one. Mm-hmm. So when she got there, same thing. They had a very short layover, but they had to sit, you know, and, and sort it out with how, whoever they sorted out with there. Yeah. And they almost missed their flight because, you know, thankfully they helped them out. But she didn't, she was like, well, I'm just coming through, you know, I'm not even coming into the country. Kind of the same with me, you know, my 
battery pack in China. They took it, even though I'm like, well, I'm not really going into the country. I'm just transiting. They're like, nope, sorry. So it's good to, and, and I, I did even, I actually did check before I was mm-hmm. coming through China to Australia. That is something I checked. I'm like, do I need any sort of visa? Yeah. And I didn't, but you know, five, 10 years ago, I would have never checked. I would have never. So that's something so important. If you are doing these long haul flights and you have stopovers in between, check where you're stopping. Um, just check and see, do you need to get even to transit through a visa or some, yeah. just double check. doesn't even matter if you're just popping, popping, popping by going through, Yeah. just double check that you don't need. Well, and to factor that time into your layover time, because I, mm-hmm. when I came out to Australia the first time I had my ETA, everything was sorted and organized. I booked my flight and what I didn't think of, and this is just one of those things that seems so obvious, but you don't think of it at the time. Mm-hmm. I clearly, I flew into Sydney first and then I was connecting from Sydney to Melbourne. Yeah. I had to go through immigration in Sydney. That's oh, where yeah. I was entering the country. Yeah, of Like course. it's so obvious, but I just didn't think about it because my final destination was Melbourne. Yeah. So I landed there. I had about a one hour layover. And I was at immigration. Which is not a lot by the time you no, land, get off a plane. never a lot. If your flight yeah. is delayed, even the smallest bed. And I was running. Long haul flights, I find so many things can go wrong just on the transit time to your final destination. So like, it's just as important to obviously look into whatever your destination country is and like the, you know, things you need, whether it's visas or even like vaccination, whatever. If you have layovers in different countries, mm. just look into that as well. And just you just touched on a good one, vaccinations. While we're doing an episode specifically on vaccinations, yes. medicine, all that, mm-hmm. um, which like that's a a really good one because it's again something. The amount of people I hear you know, like that I work with that are like, Oh, I'm going here. Like, do you think I need to get this vaccinated or this? Oh, I'm just not going to. I'm like, don't be dumb. <laughs> just if someone, if, if save it, save it for the episode, I'll save it. But yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about it then. Um, but yeah, long haul travel. I think the biggest thing is, and this is really hard for me. And I still obviously struggle with this is I'm an ideas person. I'm the big, you know, someone says a crazy idea and I'm like, this is how we're going to do it. I don't get into the nitty gritty usually. And I don't get into the details and that's where I fall short. Um, cause for long haul travel or for long term travel, you need to plan. Like there's yeah. a degree of planning that is just required for things not to go wrong. Yeah. Maybe that's even, or to be comfortable. That's what travel agents do. I mean, maybe are we at an age now where you hire no. a travel agent? No, I would never. <laughs> I still refuse to I would pay. Never. <laughs> I, I'm with you on that. I agree. Yeah. So learn. Be comfortable. Be comfortable. Don't, you know what? Don't be that fashionista on a plane in your skinny jeans and heels. And no one gives a shit. Wear your hoodie and your sweatpants and tie your hair up and don't wear your makeup. And yeah. no one cares. Yeah. Number it's one. <laughs> yeah. Um, Do your research. Be prepared. Be comfortable. Be happy. That sounds like our new mantra. I like this. I feel like Steph and I should paint that on, you know, uh, some painting and it should be sitting up in someone's kitchen. You know, those like... A motivational quote. What? I don't even remember what I said. Be prepared. Be comfortable. Be happy. <laughs>
All the Shit I've Learned Abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit I've Learned Abroad Pod. Donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.